All India Radio presents Morning News. Good morning. I'm Abhishek Mukhopadhyay. The headlines: Union Cabinet approves 1600 crore rupees for Dibang multi-purpose project in Arunachal Pradesh. Also gives nod to a bill to scrap 58 redundant laws. Congress JDS coalition government to face trust vote in Karnataka Assembly today. India welcomes International Court of Justice's verdict on Kulbushan Jadav says New Delhi's claim that Pakistan violated Vienna Convention on Consular Access upheld and sprinter Hima Das bags gold medal at Tabor Athletics meet in the Czech Republic. Union cabinet has approved 1600 crore rupees for Dibang multi-purpose project in Arunachal Pradesh. Briefing made by persons in New Delhi after the meeting, Information and Broadcasting Minister Prakash Javrekar said the project is envisaged as a storage-based hydroelectric project with flood moderation as the key objective. देश के सबसे बड़ा हाइड्रो प्रोजेक्ट जल विद्युत प्रकल्प प्रोजेक्ट मंजूर हुआ है अरुणाचल में दिबांग प्रोजेक्ट 2880 मेगावाट का ये प्रोजेक्ट है मल्टीपर्पस है और इसमें 1600 करोड़ रुपए वहां रिहैबिलिटेशन एफोरेस्टेशन वहां तक पहुंचने के सड़क और ब्रिजेस और ये सारा तैयार किया है Cabinet chaired by Prime Minister Narendra Modi also approved a bill to scrap 58 redundant laws. The move is aimed at weeding out archaic and dead statutes which have lost their relevance. The NDA government in its two terms has sent to the chopping block 1824 old laws which had become redundant. Cabinet also approved the doubling of a vital railway line connecting Guwahati with New Bongaigao at a cost of 2042 crore rupees. The project will be completed by 2022-23 and will be executed by the construction organization of the Northeast Frontier Railway. Cabinet also gave its nod to extend the term of the 15th Finance Commission by a month and approved a bill to amend the Companies Act 2013 that would replace an ordinance issued earlier this year. It also cleared seven amendments to the insolvency law that seek to put in place a 330-day deadline for corporate resolution process. Experts said the changes would help in clearing various roadblocks for resolution process and smoothen the process as well as save time. In Karnataka, the Congress-JDS coalition government will face trust vote in the Legislative Assembly at 11 a.m. today. Chief Minister H.D. Kumaraswamy will seek to prove the majority of his government by moving the confidence motion as announced by the Speaker K.R. Ramesh Kumar. The opposition BJP had also moved a no confidence motion but the speaker allowed the trust vote as the motion was moved first by the chief minister The fate of 13 month old Kumaraswamy government hangs in balance as the rebel Congress JDS MLAs refused to yield after Supreme Court held yesterday that they cannot be compelled to attend the assembly session Armed with the court order the rebel Congress JDS MLAs camping in Mumbai said there's no question of stepping back on the resignations or attending the session As many as 16 MLAs, 13 from the Congress and 3 from the JDS have resigned while two independent MLAs R Shankar and H Nagesh have withdrawn the support to the coalition government. The ruling coalition strength is 117 in the 225 member house. If the resignations of the 16 MLAs are accepted, the ruling coalition tally will plummet to 101, reducing the Kumaraswamy government to a minority. 
On the other hand, the opposition BJP has 107 MLAs, including two independents, who extended their support to the party recently. Meanwhile, ruling JDS and Congress have issued whip to the MLAs warning that anti-defection law will be applied on those who absent themselves during the trust vote. The Supreme Court is likely to peruse today a report on the progress of mediation in the politically sensitive Ram Janmabhoomi Babdi Masjid land dispute case in Ayodhya. Our five-judge constitution bench headed by Chief Justice Ranjan Gogoi had last week sought a report on the issue and said that a day-to-day hearing may commence from 25th July if the court decides to conclude the mediation proceedings. The bench had requested former Apex Court Judge Justice FMI Khalifullah, chairperson of the three-member mediation panel, to apprise it by 18 July the progress of mediation till date and its present stage. It passed the order while hearing an application filed by the legal heir of one of the original litigants, Gopal Singh Bisharad, seeking judicial decision on the dispute and conclusion of the mediation process, alleging that nothing much was happening there. It had said that the court would pass appropriate orders on 18 July after perusing the report filed by the mediation committee. This is All India Radio giving you the news. For quick news updates, follow us on Twitter at AIR News Alerts. India assailed the verdict of the International Court of Justice, ICJ, in the case relating to Indian national Kulbushan Jadav. The Hague-based ICJ yesterday stated the death sentence awarded to Kulbushan Jadav by a Pakistani military court and directed Islamabad to provide consular access to him. In a statement, the ministry spokesperson Ravish Kumar said, the court by a vote of 15 to 1 has upheld New Delhi's claim that Pakistan is in egregious violation of the Vienna Convention on Consular Relation 1963 on several counts. We welcome the judgment delivered by the International Court of Justice in The Hague in favor of India in the case relating to Sri Kulbhushan Jadav. The court, by a vote of 15 to 1, has upheld India's claim that Pakistan is in egregious violation of the Vienna Convention on Consular Relations 1963 on several counts. We also appreciate the direction by the International Court of Justice that Pakistan should review and reconsider the conviction and sentence given to Sri Jadav by the Pakistan Military Court. India's advocate in the Jadav case at the ICJ, Harish Salve, expressed gratitude to the court on behalf of India for the manner in which it intervened in the case. Talking to media persons in London last night, Mr. Salve said, ICJ ruling has protected Kulbushan Jadav from being executed. He said New Delhi will go back to ICJ if Pakistan defies the order. The victory is a victory of the rule of law. The next for Jadav is consular access. Hopefully we might even be able to secure, maybe I'm being ambitious, a secure a meeting with his family which is unhindered. And Jadav protests his innocence. I'm sure if it is a fair trial with the correct legal assistance, we will secure his release. And if the trial is not fair, we can go back and knock at the door of the ICJ. Vice President M. Venkanaidu and Prime Minister Narendra Modi have hailed the ICJ ruling in the case. In a tweet, Mr. Naidu said he appreciates the government for his relentless efforts to secure justice for Kulbushan Jadav and expressed hope that this verdict would serve as a source of solace to the family members. Prime Minister Narendra Modi said truth and justice have prevailed. In a tweet, the Prime Minister said he is sure Kulbushan Jadav will get justice. Mr. Modi said his government will always work for the safety and welfare of every Indian. Leaders across the political spectrum also welcomed the judgment, calling it a victory of truth and justice. 
Welcoming the verdict, Information and Broadcasting Minister Prakash Javrekar said it is the result of continuous efforts of the Narendra Modi government and the manner in which India's lead counsel Harish Salve represented the case in the ICJ. The Congress has also welcomed the ICJ ruling, calling it a big win for India. Kulbushan Jadav's neighborhood friends in suburban Parel in Mumbai and natives of Anewadi village in Wai Taluka in Satara district of Maharashtra rejoiced as the International Court of Justice ruled in favor of India. Many of them termed it as a victory of truth. Legal experts in the city too have hailed the ICJ verdict. Details from a correspondent. Friends and family of Kulbushan Jadav distributed sweets and released balloons in the air to celebrate the ICJ verdict that came yesterday. Zadar's natives also condemned Pakistan and demanded his immediate release. Ujwal Nikam, who was the special public prosecutor in the 26-11 Mumbai terror attack, described this verdict as a historic one, especially since Pakistan based its case mainly on Zadar's confession. He said consular access will help India know under what circumstances Zadar gave the confession. Sonali Ghadar Patil, AIR News, Mumbai. The Prime Minister's Koshul Vikas Yojana is enabling lakhs of youth to acquire industry-relevant skills. The Union Government has allocated 12,000 crore rupees for the mission to benefit 10 million youth till 2020. In Tamil Nadu, nearly 54,000 youth have been imparted skills in different vocational trades in just two years and most of them have been either absorbed in the industry or become entrepreneurs. A report. India is a vibrant and youthful nation. More than one-third of our population are expected to be in the range of 15 to 24 years of age by 2020. When they are properly trained, the nation can serve as a global repertoire of skilled manpower. The PM Kaushal Vikas Yojana is significantly contributing to this goal. Ms. Selva Arunthadi from Tutukurin, who got computer hardware training, has this to say. I passed BSc Maths and looked for jobs, but did not get any job opportunity. I heard about PMKY training program and joined the computer hardware program. Women can also get trained in computer hardware and do servicing, as I did myself after training. They also teach us how to approach a job interview. Now I am placed in a computer servicing firm. There are many training centers under the Mission Mode program. The director of one such accredited center at Tutukurin, Mr. Kadiresa Pandian, says his Vetri training center has enabled many women to get self-employed as well. In two years, we trained over 500 people. One is in tailoring for women and other in servicing of computers. Many women trainings have become entrepreneurs. We help them to get bank loans. I am proud to see them as a successful businesswoman. In short, the Prime Minister Kaushal Vikas Yojana is creating waves across the nation. Jay Singh, AIR News, Chennai. The monsoon session of Uttar Pradesh Assembly will begin today. During the seven-day session, the state government will seek the supplementary budget for the current 2019-20 fiscal in the Assembly on July 23rd. More from a correspondent. On the first day of monsoon session today, there will be no business due to obituary references. Government will table the supplementary budget on July 23rd and arrange funds for newly launched schemes and central government schemes. An all-party meeting was held yesterday which was attended by Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath, leaders of Samajwadi Party, Bahujan Samaj Party and Congress. The Speaker Hrdanarar Dikshit sought the cooperation of the opposition parties for a smooth conduct of proceeding of the House. Sushil Chandra Tiwari, AIR News, Lucknow. 
The World Health Organization, WHO, has declared the Ebola crisis in the Democratic Republic of Congo as a public health emergency of international concern. The WHO made the declaration yesterday following a meeting of its emergency committee in the Geneva. The UN Health Agency made the announcement days after the virus was confirmed in Goma, a major regional crossroads in northeastern Congo on the Rwandan border. Star Indian sprinter Hima Das clinched gold medal in the 200 meters race with a creditable timing at Tabor Athletics Meet in the Czech Republic yesterday. Hima won the race in 23.25 seconds, which had a mediocre field with most of the competitors representing clubs of Czech Republic. It is a fourth gold medal in a fortnight. Hima's compatriot VK Vismaya was second with a season best of 23.43 seconds. Hima has a 200-meter personal best of 23.10 seconds. This was 19-year-old Hima's fourth gold since July 2nd when she ran her first competitive race in Europe. And now for an overview of today's newspapers, it's over to Lalima Anijadang. Thank you, Abhishek. International Court of Justice asking Pakistan to review Jadav's conviction and grant him consular access is the lead story in most of the dailies this morning. The Hindustan Times headlines, ICJ tells Pakistan to review Jadav's death penalty. Justice in International Court, says the Indian Express. ISRO may attempt Chandrayaan-2 launch on July 21st, 22nd, writes the Times of India. The Economic Times leads with Jalan Panel wants transfer of RBI's surplus reserves over three and a half years. Goa to make HIV test must before marriage informs the pioneer. And finally, say hello to the new sari emoji. Well, the Times of India reports that on the occasion of the World Emoji Day, both iOS and Android announced a new sari emoji that is coming to their respective keyboards very soon. And with that, it's back to you, Abhishek. Thank you, Lalima. And now, before we end the bulletin, the headlines once again. Union Cabinet approves 1,600 crore rupees for Dibang multi-purpose project in Arunachal Pradesh, also gives nod to a bill to scrap 58 redundant laws. Congress JDS coalition government to face trust vote in Karnataka Assembly today. India welcomes International Court of Justice's verdict on Kulbushan Jadav says New Delhi's claim that Pakistan violated Vienna Convention and Consular Access upheld. And sprinter Hima Das bags gold medal at Tabor Athletics Meet in the Czech Republic. And for details of these stories and more, log on to our website www.newsonair.com. And with that, we end the morning news. Have a nice day.